Hey there. Hey there. Cool. Well, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Do you need a moment to, before we start? No, I don't think so. Okay, all right. So just give me one second. <clears throat> okay. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Sunny, and I'm back again with another banger of an episode. And on today's episode of Sunny Talk, I'm here with a special guest. I am here with Abby Goldsworth. Hello. Hello. And Abby, can you give the audience a little quick overview of who you are, where you're from? Yeah. Um, I'm a science fiction author living in Austin, Texas. But I've lived all over the United States, honestly. Nice. Um yeah, I grew up in New England, lived in California for a very long time. So, okay. yeah, and my debut six-book series is coming out in September, starting in September, with the first book, Majority. Okay, and before we get into everything, let everybody know where they can find you, your websites, everything. Yeah, it's abbygoldsmith.com, A-B-B-Y-G-O-L-D-S-M-I-T-H. Okay, Perfect. So, uh, so I, I like to start with uh, early life. Can you t- take me back to? So you say you're from New England. I saw somewhere it said uh, New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, how was it growing up in New Hampshire? Uh, you know, some people love it there, but I really didn't like it. It wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah. Pretty boring. It was boring, cold. The people are mean. There's a lot of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> the people are mean. Yeah, people aren't very friendly. You know, people in the South will call it Yankee stoicism. Mm. They'll be like, oh, it's, it's this kind of New England stoic attitude. But okay. what it really is is unfriendliness, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's like that. You, not just New York, but it's just an East Coast thing. It's like, uh, we're, we're all busy, minding our own business, mean, not really saying hello in the morning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I noticed the a big difference when I moved to LA where if I went to a grocery store, I'd check out and they'd smile and they'd be like, have a nice day. You mm. know, in New England, they'd be like, here's your freaking groceries. What else do you want? I forgot where I went, where it felt like that. I think it was when I moved to New Jersey from New York and it was something small like that. Like someone would say, hey, have a great one. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah so um so but uh where, where exactly did you grow up or do you not want to get into all of that um let's just say it's a suburb of manchester okay yeah yeah pretty boring growing up so uh did you get into any wild stuff growing up like what was some of your interests as a kid wild stuff mm-hmm I mean, I was a little strange. I was introverted and I had, you know, all of my friends were kind of theater geeks. So, okay. yeah. So a little bit, a little bit strange people. Yeah. So theater geeks. So what were you guys into as children? What were the activities you were getting into? Uh, we would like drive around at midnight and explore like playgrounds and things like that. You know, there's not much to do in New Hampshire. So, mm-hmm. but of course those places are patrolled by police. So every once in a while they'd be like, what are you kids doing here? Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Okay, so not much going on up there. No. <laughs> okay, I get it. That's pretty much every, every time I talk to somebody from over there, not really much. The rural areas, I get it. It's not a lot. But what were like some like memorable moments you would say growing up in New Hampshire? Or like activities? Um, I mean, obviously skiing, I guess. Um night skiing 
back then it was pretty cheap. Um, so I think you could buy like a ski ticket for fifteen dollars. I, I don't think that's the case anymore. But yeah, I mean, I, I owned like some hand-me-down old skis, and I would just go on the weekends, usually after four p.m. until like ten p.m. or something. Were you super into it? I was like, pretty into it. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. So was that like your sport skiing growing up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's winter for six months out of the year there, so. Yeah, there's only so much you could do. Right. Yeah, I get it. My friend, he uh, recently moved to Portland, and it's, the ski season is pretty much is longer over there. I think it's like eight months of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But that's, um, that's dope, though. So um, I saw you're into animation and stuff. Like, What are some of those? What were some of your inspirations growing up? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, okay. So Disney, of course, was a huge inspiration. And I grew up right when The Little Mermaid, um, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, all of those were coming out. So I was a teenager at the time. And those were uh, groundbreaking. I mean, it was like Disney's golden age. So, you know, I, I wrote to Disney Corporation saying, how can I become an animator? Nice. <laughs> yeah, and they sent back yeah. a postcard saying, "Here's the schools you can consider." Nice. Did you? Have, yeah, and I, I saw that you pursued it. Did you follow those? Like, did you take that that letter seriously? I really did. Yeah, yeah. I was all. I was ready to go. Um, I wanted to leave my. I didn't like my parents either, so I was like, "All right, how can I get really far away from home?" <laughs> okay. So yeah. how when when did this all start for you? Sorry, what was that? When did that start for you, like the transition, like, all right, I want to become animator and want to go to those schools? Like, was it, um, did you still have to go through like high school, everything regular, or were there some early programs that you got into? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Well, so to get into Cal Arts animation program, that's like kind of one of the top schools. It's, it mm -hmm. was founded by Disney. It's funded by Disney. Um, so I really wanted to go to Cal Arts and they have really special, portfolio requirements that are not like any other art school mm. yeah so okay. they they wanted like 20 samples of life drawing different poses and comic book examples and so forth which i had some of that but not all of that and as a teenager it was really hard to get access to life drawing classes because mm -hmm. you know it's nudes so yeah. yeah so i was like all right so i took night life drawing courses at the local community or a local college actually Okay, and you were still in high school at this time. Like, what what year are we talking? Well, not year, but like, what uh, grade are we talking? About? Like, tenth yeah. grade. Tenth grade. Yep. Yep. Okay. I was nice. 16. So yeah, early. I was creeping around this college at night, like. Oh shit. And yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I probably, you know, I think some people just took me for a college student, but I, I think I looked a little young. Yeah. <laughs> And they, they let, like, you were able to sign up and everything, no problem? Yeah, no problem, for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, in hindsight, I was really naive, and I think I was lucky I didn't, you know, get myself in trouble. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's good, though. Thank God everything worked out for the best. Yeah. Well, so um, so you get into, you, you start um, you start going to the night classes, and what? So you build up your portfolio, what next? What happens next? Yeah, yep. I put the portfolio examples into a slide carousel and shipped it to them because that's what they wanted. Mm. I'm sure they have better methods now, but yeah, back then it was like 
create a giant slide carousel and ship it cross country. I mean, that's not old, but it was a physical, like, uh, what was it? Like a CD or a disc, no. floppy disc? No, it was full on, like, um, I mean, this is dating me now. <laughs> but it, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it was, yes, it was full on, like, you know, like, like slides, like. Mm. But like the actual, like, uh, clear screen and it was like the animation. Yeah, like, like, like a projector. Like you need a projector. To watch them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not gonna. Uh, that's dope, though. I th- they still use some of those methods, though, right? I would hope not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, so that happens. Uh, you send it in, and what? What next? Did they um, they hit you back right away? Did they? What, what happened? Yeah. Well, that that's funny. So another thing about Cal Arts is, even though they say they're not a trade school, they completely ignore test scores like SAT and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my parents just couldn't believe that. They're like, no, they're like we're growing up in the Ivy League corridor, um, mm-hmm. between like Harvard and Dartmouth, right? So most of my parents' friends were like, their kids are bound for like Harvard, Dartmouth, Yale, and I'm sitting here going to Cal Arts, and you know, I just remember, yeah, the parents' friends would be like, oh, Caltech, that's great, and I'd be like, no, no, Cal Arts, and they'd be like, oh, oh, and they just didn't know how to react to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure now is more prestigious I, yeah maybe a little yeah i mean it's it's prestigious if you are into animation and you know the whole industry yeah because i i'm just briefly trying to get into not, not even getting into it but like looking into animation and all that like that's a that's one of the names that you hear all the time a cal arts program or you get it like i studied at cal arts but that is that a high school or is that an after high school thing Oh, it's it's a full on college, four years. Oh, okay, nice. Okay, okay, because okay, I wasn't sure yet. Because you were saying you were trying to get into it while you were still in high school, so I wasn't sure yeah. if it was like a trade school or something like that. You know, it's a weird blend between the two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's technically a college, but honestly, the the academic classes there were a joke. Hmm. Yeah. So how was your time there when you got there? It was amazing. I mean. So, like, at first, I was I felt really out of my league. I definitely knew that I was, like, I felt, like, really underqualified. Mm. Um, and part of that was, like, okay, so in my high school, I was, like, voted best artist. And I was definitely, like, one of the top artists in the class. Mm-hmm. Drawing always came naturally to me. And I, I won all these scholarships to art colleges. So I was, like, well, of course, I'm just going to kick ass. Like, you know, I'm the best artist. Um, <laughs> and then I got there. And my my roommate that showed up there, she was like just drawing Disney characters perfectly on model without any reference or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I was chatting with her and I found out she had won all the scholarships, like the top scholarships. I had just gotten like third place. And I was like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, of course it turns out that, yeah, these are kids from all over the world that are yeah. like voted top in their in the In their field, like, yeah. Yes, it's very competitive, and it's like they take 60 students per year. Mm. So, you know, thousands of applicants. And so I was definitely, like, in the bottom third of the class as far as talent goes. <laughs> I mean, don't don't say you're so short, but, I mean, I, I get it because it's like these people are more technical or whatever the case may be, but art is subjective at the end of the day. Just you being in, in the class you get it, is an accomplishment on its own. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was. And it like, to be honest, like, even though I ended up moving away from animation as an adult, um, I wouldn't trade that experience. Like, it was really eye-opening in a lot of ways. Okay. So how long were you still into animation? All through my 20s. Um, yeah, so when I graduated CalArts, I wanted to work for Disney. But mm -hmm. they had a big layoff. It was like right when they were transitioning away from 2D animation into 3D. Mm -hmm. and Pixar was taking all of their market share or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, so they had they laid off 800 animators at Disney the year I graduated. <laughs> so, sure. yeah, so nobody in my class got a job that year basically. So, cuz there was a, was there like a recruitment program from CalArts straight into Disney? Very much so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, basically like, all of the top animation studios would go to CalArts for a portfolio day and hire people. The year before that, I got an offer from Lucas Arts. I turned mm. it down. I was like, "God damn it!" I know, right? I was. They, they were like, "Yeah, well, we can start you at sixty thousand a year." And I was like, eh, "I'm gonna finish college first. And <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> the way life works. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, yeah. damn, but ironically, because it's like, isn't that 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 is kind of like the space you kind of inhabit anyway, right? Like sci-fi in a way. Yeah, exactly. Like, all throughout that, I've always been a storyteller, so I really wanted to direct my own films anyway. Yeah. Like, deep down, I was like, well, if I just work my way up the ranks at Pixar, maybe they'll let me become Brad Bird and direct a movie. You never know. Yeah, yeah I get it. I get it. Just work your way up. You never know. Where. Especially once you're in there, you're, you're at the places where the magic happens, literally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you, school finishes, well, so what's next? Like, the... the the industry that taking a step back, what, what happens? Yeah, I mean, so what happened was um, I applied to every single animation studio. They all weren't hiring. And then as I was like panicking and thinking I'd have to move back in with my parents, which was like hell to me, yeah. um, I applied on a whim to like a game studio. And, you know, game, games is different than the film industry. So I was like, well, I don't know if they're really going to want an animator. Um and yeah, right away, they're like, oh, yeah, you're hired. And I was like, what? You don't even want to see my portfolio? And they're like, no, no, we actually hired a bunch of your classmates. And they all said that you're a good animator. Nice. Yeah. So That's dope as fuck. Yeah, lucky break. Hell yeah. <laughs> so you got straight into uh, video games. Wow. Yeah. And that's where I stayed for like 12 years after that. And I saw you You had a lot of a bunch of good credits. One of the games that I saw, I was like, oh, shit, you worked on Backyard Wrestling? What the fuck? I remember that one. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah some of the, like, the, what, what else was it? Like, uh, the American Dragon shit. I'm like, damn, bro, I remember that. Like, what the fuck? Like, yo, you really worked on some, some gems there. What were some of the standouts during that time? They, or at least some of the popular ones that you could say, like, hey, I worked on this one. That was a popular one. Yeah. I mean, well, those were some of the bigger ones for sure. Um, X-Men, The Next Dimension. Yes, that one too. I saw that. That was dope. I never played that one, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Like, when I got hired there, they were like, you'll you'll be animating Rogue and Phoenix. I'm like, oh. And they're like, yeah, because you're female, so you, you can do the female characters. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't mind, but man it was a 70 person company and when they hired me the only two females were me and the ceo oh wow 
<laughs> Even with the CEO being a female, it, it still wasn't female driven. Nope, not at all. <laughs> I saw you worked on like some Hello Kitty game, so that was dope. Yeah, one that was a nightmare project, but yes. Oh uh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, how so? Because Hello Kitty is so round. Does that I know Hello issue? Kitty has staying power. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Like, you know, my sister was really into Hello Kitty. It, it's like, I never got it. I never understood the fascination with Hello Kitty. Nah. No. But my, my girl is into it. <laughs> oh, I mean, look, they're cute characters, but but yeah, there's not much to them, really. Yeah. Ironically, there's, there's a Sanrio game out right now, I think on Apple. Uh, yeah, they just dropped it. That's going viral a little bit. Yeah, they're always making something. I mean, they really know how to market. Yeah, definitely, especially that brand. Yeah. When, so, um, so what were some of like your time there? Like, what were some of the any other big games like you'll say you worked on? Well, I always mentioned SpongeBob, um, because I worked on like five SpongeBob games. <laughs> I've definitely played a bunch of SpongeBob games growing up. Definitely in that era, to that GameCube era. That one, what's the, there's probably one. I probably worked on one. I mean, I probably played on one of the ones you worked on. You probably did, yeah. I mean, so actually, I wasn't on the GameCube division, though. I was working on the Game Boy Advance and the, mm. um, yeah, like, so the, the Nintendo DS, so the handheld ones. Okay. I just bought one, a Nintendo DS. I have a Yu Hakusho game. Oh. I was just playing that word. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of nostalgia, but that's dope, man. That You really, like, you never know, like, you probably... You you played an instrumental role in some kid's childhood somewhere. Yeah, I mean that's good to hear. I like I like hearing that. <laughs> I hope so. What? Once I saw that, it was like eye opening. I was like, oh shit, because I I try to go in like uh, blind, but then I saw some of the games. I'm like, whoa! When I started looking at your portfolio, I'm like, oh shit, you do work <laughs> on some shit. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's a weird industry and it it was a cool or it was a fun way to spend my twenties. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't gotta keep. Um, well, anyway, I was gonna say. So you, you, I saw like like the last video games you were working on was probably like around the twenty tens or so, something like that. Or what was the, that? Was like that the end of your animation? That was the end of of anything official. I did a lot of freelancing after that. Okay. Yeah, that was when I moved to Texas. So it was, it's a long story, but basically like I split up with a boyfriend and there was a lot of like tension because we worked at the same company. Mm, that's horrible. <laughs> Fuck. Right. So he was the lead programmer. I was the lead artist. So ah, shit. we were angry at each other. So we had like this producer having to work as a go-between. <laughs> God damn it. That's too much. Yeah. So I was like, that's it. I'm leaving this place. You know, FM. I have a new boyfriend. He's gonna move me to Texas. Great. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> so, I mean, what what did he do after that? So, you're just doing freelance work? Yeah, I mean, it's a long story, but yeah, like I, I basically I had a job lined up in Texas, but there was a market crash in 2008, which mm. is right when we moved, and all the companies went out of business. All, Damn. All the so that studio closed like a month later. Um. And so then I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I still have lots of ca contacts in California, and I'll just freelance. Um, and that really worked out for me for, like, four or five years. But the thing is, like, people move on. You know, like, people in the industry, they they 
get out of it. It's a young mm-hmm. person's industry. Yeah. So it churns people up, basically. And my theory is if you become an executive, then you're fine and you can stay in the industry. But if you're a worker, good luck. Like that's people get out if they're if they're like an artist or a programmer um, and they're over the age of 40. That's like the writings on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I get it. So what, what did you do after that? Like after, once the, the freelance work started drying up a little bit? Yeah. Well, then, you know, I, I went into teaching <laughs> for, for like a year and that, you know what? It wasn't I'm not going to say it was bad. It was a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I like Were you an art teacher. I was a 3D animation teacher at a community college. Nice. Yeah. At least I, I was thinking you did it with kids. I can see how that could be horrible. But um, I mean, how was it? How was it? it? You know, I liked it. It was it was nice, but it's it's just like an unstable. It's not like a stable career mm-hmm. being an adjunct professor. <laughs> I think most people know that. I mean, adjunct faculty members are not well paid or treated well and all that. So, uh, so I was yeah. like, all right. So, so what I ended up doing is I went to a, um, a staffing agency. I went to a couple of different staffing agencies and I was like, all right, I'm hitting rock bottom here, guys. Like what, what do you have? Um, yeah. and they hooked me up. One of them hooked me up with a job that I still have today. Nice. Yes. Yes. And that was really awesome. So yeah. <laughs> and what was that? I'm a video editor and it's at a media company that teaches people how to trade stocks and options. Nice. That's dope as work. Uh, so, damn, not even in your industry, but I mean, you're pr- probably overly, overly qualified to be there. Possibly, yes. But honestly, like, there are so many reasons to get out of animation. Yeah, yeah. So, you fell out of love with it. I saw, like, aren't you, the, like, the stuff you're working on now, isn't it still related to animation or no? It is. Oh, so my husband's an indie game developer, and I am, I am doing art, artwork for his game. So nice. I do still do game artwork on the side. Um, his game is First Earth, and First Earth? It's, okay. it's First Earth. It's I can send you a link later. Um, but it's it's basically beta right now. It's not really ready for the public. Okay. Yeah, but well, what's the theme? Um, it's actually a browser-based MMO, sandbox MMO. MMO. Mm, I have no clue what you just said, but okay. <laughs> like. <laughs> Okay, like 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 World of Warcraft. Okay, okay. <laughs> Except not you don't have to download anything. It's it's just you play it in your browser. Okay, okay. Nice. Nice, that's dope. So kind of like a like a ruinscape or something like this sort. Yeah, I mean it's the theme is a little more old west. Mm, so yeah, so you. mountains, the mountains of Colorado, um he like mapped out the United States with satellite data. Nice. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's translated to like a 3D landscape. And he even got it working in virtual reality. Oh, um, shit. I know. So that would be awesome. Like you can walk around there in virtual reality. That's That sounds fun. Oh, I can't wait till that gets comes out. And what, what, so it's only on, on like a PC? Um, it's in any browser. So like, you know, just Chrome. Okay. Or Safari. Yeah. Nice. So I could get, I could get on there right now, create a character or some shit, and play. Um, you've only got one character choice right now. <laughs> okay. You know, it, it's it's very much bare bones right now. But yeah, my artwork's all over the place there. 
Nice. Yeah. That's interesting. I can't wait. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> wait, I gotta check that out. But um, so uh, I'm lost. Sorry, I don't know why I got stumped so fast. Uh, I think we just went through a lot so short. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where's my life history in <laughs> two minutes or whatever? <laughs> Word. But yo, I saw something on one of your pages, and I saw like your dad created the MRI machine or something like that. Well, he had a hand in creating one. Yeah. Wow. You really have been digging. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's one of the inventors of the MRI. Nice. That's dope. How was that? Yeah. I mean, well, he basically he's a he's a strange one. He retired when I was a baby, so he's still around. He's still retired. Nice. <laughs> God bless. He's a lot older now. Yep. Word. That's a blessing. That's dope as fuck, though. So he got to retire early because of that? Like, he still gets royalties and shit? Yeah, he cashed out. Um, The company was called Phonar. And yeah. they still... they I believe they own the patent, and they still manufacture MRIs. Um, But right. I think they had some lawsuits with General Electric. So, mm, you know, okay. so there, there was a lot of, like, legal tussling in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it, yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that's big business shit, word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, he kind of left. He cashed out and left. And um he still like pays attention to the field of like biochemistry and medical science, but he's not in it anymore. Nice. So he still has passion for it. Yeah. That's great because sometimes you hear these things and they're like, Yeah, my dad did this or whatever, but I mean he just made the money he did it for the money, but kind of seems like it was a passion project and the, the business just didn't work out yeah i mean i think in his case it was really both <laughs> okay i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but the guy he was working for um definitely was it was in it for the passion and he really wanted to win a nobel prize mm. so there was a lot of legal tussling and maneuvering around that as well so the, were, were they able to get a nobel prize nobel no prize? No? no he did oh, not shit. get it and he was he was very upset yeah. God damn it. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Damn. <clears throat> wow. So um with the what are your your projects that you're working on now? What what are you working on now? Um yeah, like so I I wrote this giant epic series. It's a 1.1 million words. And that's the Torth series. So I ended up serializing Torth, that. Yeah, Torth, Torth. Yeah, I, I like to think that it's easy to remember because it's only five letters. It's like T-O-R-T-H. For some, I was going to say ta for some reason. No, I, I, yeah, like there's a lot of people who, who don't remember it for some reason. So I'm like, oh, okay, I, I didn't realize. I've seen it like misspelled, like Thoth, you know. Somewhere by mistake. Ah, oh, fuck. Damn. Yeah, but it, it's all right. I mean, you know, um, the first book is called Majority. Mm-hmm. So that should be, I don't know, it's a word people recognize. Um, so, uh, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty simple. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, what were some of like your inspirations to write these novels? Um, I guess part of it is like the whole blooming of the internet. Mm. Um, I guess like I was around for all of it. Um, I mean, I like we had dial-up modems before anyone else in my neighborhood. Yeah. So I was like, I was going on bulletin boards and doing all that chat rooms back in the nineteen eighties. Um, and then I never really got off the internet. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> like, like most people, I guess. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of, like, see how things work with social media, where there's, like, dogpiling and Twitter mobs and that sort of thing. Mm. And I really wanted to, like, do some critiquing of that through science fiction. Ah, okay. Okay, so it's, it's like, they, like, the, the top, like, um, sorry, the regular day-to-day top, like, things that are going on in society, but, like, with a sci-fi twist to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Torth, like, in a lot of ways, they're like modern Americans on the internet. Um, mm. But they're aliens. They're they're related to humans, and they basically have enslaved the galaxy. They go around conquering and enslaving every other planet they come across. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they're all hooked up neurally, like, much like the Borg, um, they're very hard to fight. They're, they can be very coordinated. They vote on everything. It's basically like the ultimate democracy, democracy, where okay. everything is is up for vote. It's very like very like, like imperialistic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are there like kings and stuff? No kings. No, no. So they have elected leaders, and they have a commander of all living things who's elected. But basically, if the commander of all living things displeases the majority, then she will be murdered by a mob, and they'll replace her with a new one. Mm-hmm. So they're usually female. They tend to be female, um, but yeah, they they can be male too. It's an open society. Okay, yeah, anybody can rule. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. They, wow. So, so do you didn't have any? It's just like what? Um, were there any novels that you read? Like, what are your literary inspirations? Do you have any? Per se? Oh yeah, yeah, tons. I mean, I I do read a lot. Um, growing up, you know, I read a lot of Stephen King and Anne Rice. And okay. later on in college, it was like Robert Jordan, George R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. Those I saw, you, I saw you had a, uh, George R. R. Martin like one of your short stories when you were at Carol Arts or something like that. Um. Yeah, he actually critiqued one of my yes. chapters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, How and I that? visited him too at his home. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's very friendly. He's very like gregarious, especially with other authors. He he's very active in the in the writing community. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean that could be part of the reason he's not finishing a series. <laughs> so why so? Why would you say that? I mean, it's it's just like a joke people have. You know, it's it's sort of like so he he's taking forever to write his next book. You know, it could be because he's partying. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it. <laughs> Right. Uh, okay, so a lot of that. Okay, so um, but what was like the defining moment that, that you were? Hey, I'm gonna write a novel, start this series up. It seems like a, to me, kind of seems like a. This was like a culmination of everything you've been through. Like, oh, I always kind of want to do this, that, and a third. Cause I see. Are you trying to put it out as animation? Because on your page, I saw like animation that was related to it, or what? Yeah, I mean. I would love to do that. However, to do it justice, I would need a team of like 400 people. Mm. So yeah, that's not going to happen. Um, you know, as a single solo animator, it's kind of doable to do five minutes, uh, a five minute film or something. Mm-hmm. But any, getting longer than that and you're starting to run into like really logistical issues. Have, have you looked, looked into like the newer softwares like uh, Unreal Engine and all that? No. No? No, I mean... 
I think a lot of people would like for a lot of this to be automated. Um, and but the thing is, like, there's drawbacks with automation. Like, you lose some of the character acting and that sort of thing. Mm. So it just depends what trade-offs you want to make. Okay. So you, you still want to keep it, like, your core, like the animation that you grew up on, shit that you do? Yeah. Yeah. Although, honestly, if I ever run across a tool that makes it really easy to do what I want, I'm sure I would use it. I mean, you should look into, like, Unreal Engine and all that. I know it's a free software. You'll probably... Like, I was trying to look into it, and it, it looked hard, but it kind of looked, e like, easy. And there's, like, a lot of free software available to people so they could um, yeah, I mean, put stuff together. My husband and I, we've looked into, like, Uni Unity and the Unreal Engine, and it's, like, yes, but... <laughs> like, basically, if you want to do anything really custom, then you're you're having to work outside the framework that they have, and you just can't do that easily. Mm, okay. Yeah, because then you, I saw like you have to use other plug like other software and then plug it into Unreal and shit like that. Like I get it. Like when you're creating custom, because I forgot what's the other one. I'm not too familiar with it. Because I was just looking into it briefly when I was doing like video work. I'm like, oh shit, I could start doing like 3D work with Unreal, like, not 3D, but like green screen shit, make a yeah. world. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh man, I was really interested in it for a brief second. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot. The thing is, it's like when it comes to 3D visual effects and filmmaking, it's like there's so many specialties and they're all a giant rabbit hole. Okay. So you specialize in 2D? Um, 2D and low poly 3D. Low poly 3D. Yeah. So that's like, what's, it, what's some example of low poly 3D programs or video games that we can... Compare it to well, honestly, any 3D game that was done on for Nintendo DS um, would have been low poly. Mm, so okay. just kind of like they're just not as like gloriously detailed. Mm -hmm. And as far as 2D animation, what, what would that be like? Well, 2D would be sprites, you know, sprite animation for games, um, and also flash animation. Back, I know, I know. Okay, they don't call it that anymore, but it's still basically flash animation. But what's an example of splash animation? Like a show? Are there shows yeah. that's like that? Um, there are. I'm trying to think of what one would be. Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, have you heard of something called like Reboot? That That's kind of like, no, but I think Reboot might be, that, that was more 3D. I think that was like 3D animation. Hmm. Sometimes you can't tell. It's like South Park. It's like they use 3D animation software to make that happen. Mm -hmm. But they don't need to. I mean, it's, it's basically 2D paper cutouts. But yeah. Yeah. Like early shit like that. Yeah. Or like Tom and Jerry or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, Tom oh, and that... Jerry, that's full on hand drawn animation. Mm, okay. So and then like Disney. So like the Disney, early Disney Mickey Mouse shit. That's what full on drawing. It is, yes. Like any, a lot of like, even the 1990s, like Little Mermaid and all that, that's all hand drawn. Okay. Yeah. So, so were you ever able to work on any shows or the industry moved away from it and you were never able to get back into it? So, some of my CalArts friends are like either character designing or directing shows. Um, one of them's doing the new season of Futurama. Nice. And one of them's doing the new reboot of Beavis and Butthead. Oh, both Hulu shows. Um, both what? Hulu shows, I believe. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad that everything has to be a rehash or a reboot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sucks. People are tired of that, but that's what that's what's hiring, and Hollywood doesn't want to take risks, so that's what we have. Yeah, especially now with like the writer strikes and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, word. <laughs> but that sucks. So uh, as far as like your uh, writing your books, like what were some of like the because I saw some, so at first you had it like available like online only. How was it? Because I saw something like there was like a seven hundred thousand readers or something like that. Oh yeah, so yeah, so I'll just tell you like yeah. So originally I was aiming for big five publication, which is much like the the film industry. The book industry is owned by like five major publishers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like all the imprints you've heard of, like Tor books and all that they're all owned by one of the big five so like tours is owned by like mcmillan so anyway so getting into the big five is a trick and a half and they're afraid to take risks right now as well Mm. so i was like kind of banging my head against that wall for years and years just like well you know surely if i just meet the right person i do the right networking i'm sure i can i can find a way in Mm -hmm. um I eventually had to give that up for sanity's sake. So, so instead of when I finally gave up, I was like, all right, fine. I will just serialize it online. Yeah. Great. Um, so I started serializing it on Wattpad, which is like okay. a really, it's a big platform for readers. Okay. Wattpad. All right. So if you ever, so let's say if, uh, someone that's trying to be a novelist, you want to start getting out there, put your stories out. You can try to hit a Wattpad. Is it easy to publish or what? what it, do you have, is it a system? Like? Yeah, well, Wattpad, anything like Wattpad or Royal Road, those are just free. Okay. So because they're free and they're just a free-for-all, it, it is an amateur hour. There mm-hmm. are a lot of amateur, not polished stories on there. It's not real publication. But is it is it a good place to get eyes? It is. It mm-hmm. is. And I think because it is such a free-for-all, you get a lot more innovation there. Like there's no gatekeeper telling you not to take a risk on that. Okay, is it is there is it more community oriented? Like you could grow your community there. Like people would join up. Like did you grow a community from that? Yeah, I did. Um, nice. Yeah. So like the first the first the first instance was like on Wattpad. So I I started posting basically if you you have to kind of stick to a schedule so readers know okay mm. a chapter will come out every Saturday. Okay, so you're not releasing the book for long. You're releasing stories as you as you still you're like you're still building this go as as you go, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's chapter okay. by chapter, which I know sounds like a hard way to read, and I, I mean I wouldn't personally even enjoy it that way. It's just too slow. Um, but that's the only that's the that's how they're that's the system is set up. Like yeah. you, it has to be chapter by. Chapter. So what's the limitation on the chapters? Um, some of them have limit limits, like you can only post 200 chapters per story, or you can only do 10,000 words per chapter. Um, okay. but it doesn't, I mean, these are all loose limits that, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Okay. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, you're publishing these, what, like how, what was the schedule, sorry? Um, I was doing every Wednesday and every Saturday. I still do that. Nice. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. In fact, after this podcast, I'm going to do that oh yeah you are you gonna write or you're gonna just publish here we have it ready it's all pre-written so 
yeah, I usually give it a once over, like an editing pass before I post it. Okay. Yeah. So are your are your books available in paperback yet? All right. They will be um, very soon. So, nice. yeah. So what happened was after I built up some audience on Wattpad, <laughs> I decided to relaunch on a different platform, um, which was Royal Road. Okay. Yeah. And I'm really glad I did. Like Royal Road is much more geared for sci-fi and fantasy fans. Mm. Whereas Wattpad is much more romance. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, okay. so, so there's different communities for these type of startup yeah. Uh, novel things. yeah exactly like you have to kind of feel out the vibe on each community um mm -hmm. they're all different but yes like royal road is definitely royal road's big for lit rpg so like game lit um and progression fantasy okay yeah nice yeah that's dope though it's good to know yeah yeah, so after I built up some readers on Royal Road, I got an offer from a publisher. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, like like there's publishers that kind of watch that space for anybody that's like having a lot of readers. Because mm. yeah. to me, yeah, it makes sense because it's like if you're getting views over there, it's just like, oh shit, this could turn into a money move. Like this could become the next Star Wars or whatever. You get it? Yeah, that's that's what the publishers are hoping for. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you're working with the publisher. Is this recent or this was prior? Because I saw those. You you announced that you're working with some. You signed a a six book deal in, in back in February. Yeah, that was in February. Um, it takes a while to get a book produced because they have mm -hmm. to audio like they have to have a narrator for the audiobook and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, you're not gonna read it yourself. You should read it yourself. Oh hell no! Have nah. you heard my voice? You're hearing it. <laughs> yeah, your voice is nice. <laughs> thank you uh no i don't like my voice and also it's mostly male characters so mm. yeah okay i get it i get it so i so with the deal well i don't know if, i don't want to get into specifics but like uh is it basically the books you already written and a couple more um it's six books total and I've posted, so it's a little complicated because I've combined two of the books. Mm. So it was actually seven originally. Um, so on Royal Road so far, I posted five of seven, or I'm currently in the process of posting book five. Okay. Yeah. So I post four chapters per week on that platform. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And the deal is all worked through Royal Roads? Like, not, well, not through Royal Roads, but like, is it a deal for you to have paperback books or is this just something else like you're still publishing them over here and the book deal is completely separate um it's ebook paperback and audiobook for okay. all of them which so basically because amazon has rules where you can't have it for free online um while it's on amazon so okay. i have to remove the books before they show up on amazon Okay, so you're just basically running that course out. Like, I'm gonna finish the book, and then everything else is gonna be available officially on Amazon and everything else. Yeah, it's it's a pipeline, and a lot of authors are doing that right now. Also, I mean, I'm not the only one by by any stretch. Um, but yeah, it's it's like you build your audience for free, and a lot of these readers, they're not in the United States, or they don't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So they're not necessarily going to be the kind of people that are sitting around buying audiobooks from Audible. 
Mm -hmm. um, I get it. Yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, I think it's really cool. Like I'm finding readers from all over the world reading my books. I was going to ask you, like, where is your community based at? Where's your community at? Like, what are they called? Oh, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> like, is their community, like, is there, are they called, like, uh, sorry, what's their name? Tortures? Not torture, uh, Torthers? <laughs> I mean, like, the community that reads, like, with your fans, where are they located at? Like, are they on Reddit? <laughs> I have a Discord for my series. Oh, yes? Um, yeah. It, is it popping? How many people you got in there? It's not. No, I wish I had it. It was popping, but no. I mean, any number is good enough. Even if you have 50 people in there, that's an accomplishment on its own. Thanks. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's probably like 50 people. Um, I've definitely got more readers than 50. It's probably a few hundred. Okay, nice. Yeah, and I have a Patreon, which, you know, like basically any artist or author these days has a Patreon. <laughs> okay, so they're all on Patreon mainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Patreon is helpful for authors because what happens is like I, I post advanced chapters. Mm -hmm. So people will pay, you know, like a subscription so they can read 50 chapters ahead type of thing. Okay, nice. Yes. Nice, nice. Wow. So, so everybody's mixed up between Patreon, the, the, the free sites, and then wherever else you got them at. So, um, are you developing? Are you gonna make it into? A, Cause I saw, I keep seeing like the pictures, of like the like the orange people. That those are the, the the top the Torther is Torth, right? Yeah, Torth. Um, yeah, you've seen my character lineup. I drew those. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, those are the main characters in the series, basically. Okay. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not all Torth. Um, the orange guy is a Nujin. Okay. He's an yeah. Alien. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta do my homework. I gotta do my <laughs> research on everything. <laughs> so, it's available right now for free. For like a few more days. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's gonna but, be vanishing as of like Monday, I think. But then what? So, is it gonna be a dark period where it's not available anywhere until it gets published through everything? Yeah, a month basically. Okay. Um. Yeah, and I kind of wish, I honestly wish I could just keep it for free online, but Amazon has rules. Mm, should we, damn, are you going to have the link? Should we just hold off on this, dropping this until, I mean, we could probably get you back on again. I mean, hopefully. Thanks. Yeah, Yeah. well, honestly, if you just go to abbygoldsmith.com, that will have everything up to date, no matter what. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, you, it seems like you're pretty uh, diligent in updating everything. I saw the, the announcements. I, saw, I was just going through everything real quick. I was like, yeah, let me just look. I, once I saw like all the animation stuff, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> that shit is big. So were you able to work on like any games? Like you were saying some of your inspirations was like Little Mermaid and shit. I saw like you had like some, what, what are they called? The 2D things? The tips? What do they call? Sorry. Gifts. Not, what, were they, are those gifts though? Sprites. Sprites, the sprites, yes. Yeah, I mean, their sprites turned into gifts. They're just, okay. Yeah. So now it's gifts, basically. Yeah, yeah, I, I have a tool, um, Cosmogos Procreate, and you can use it to animate sprites and turn them into gifts. Okay, but you're not, you're not like a, you're not pursuing any animation as far as like. Turning the series into animation that like you will hope like if it gets popping and everything, right? Like... 
Yeah, I mean, I would love for someone in Hollywood to pick it up. I actually have a screenwriter looking at it. So, oh, nice. Yeah, but uh, like it's those things are such a long shot. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I of course would love that. But, uh, you know, a, like we're talking about two major giant industries that don't like to take risks. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if you ever get in, remember me for a voice actor. I could be an on-screen tortoise. <laughs> yeah, um, I heard a sample from the voice actor for the audiobook, and I think it sounds pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. Well, not for the audiobook. I mean, like in the future, in the series, man, you know. <laughs> it would make an cartoon. amazing, amazing um, TV series. It looks like it. And some of the cartoon, like the, the character design, I see like the inspiration of like Little Mermaid in it. Like in like that, that era of Disney. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, right. it's pretty polished. I like it. I like your work. Thank you. Well, well, I was trying to find like some of the. I was clicking around on some of the links. They weren't working. Like, are you? Do you have like prints available of your original artwork and everything? Um. Oh man, I wonder what links are dead. Yeah, I mean, oh. so honestly, to be honest, like, yeah, the I've moved away from the art world quite a lot, mm-hmm. so my portfolio site probably is out of date. Um, mm. That's art.abbyscoldsmith.com. Um, yeah, I haven't updated that in like 10 years or more. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, it's still up, though. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. It still works because it's like Flash animation. Yeah, everything everything I saw was still available. It just when I started clicking, I'll try to uh, buy a print or like look at the prints that were available. That was dead. Yeah. Oh, you know, no, I am planning to make merchandise for the Torth series. So, Ooh. like, stickers and t-shirts and that sort of thing. Okay, yes, because none of the Torth stuff was on there, now that I think about it. Yeah, I, it is not. However, it will be. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Because everything, so the main, because when I clicked on your main page, so everything is just linked together, but it's, like, that older stuff with the resumes that and all that, that's just older stuff. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. So I actually made my own website way back in the day. And that site is still there. Um, it's alt.abbygoldsmith.com. And there is a portal to it on that site. Um, but a lot of that stuff I, I hand-coded with like HTML and CSS. And mm. it's just very outdated. It became really unwieldy. And it just doesn't look as modern or slick. Mm-hmm. So my husband, who's a web developer... We he modified a WordPress theme to make a new site for me, and that okay. is the main site. That's abbygoldsmith.com. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it it was basically when you click into bio and all that, and you try to okay, yeah. So then okay, yeah, the animation portfolio that takes you to that other website that I was talking about. I fuck with it though, even though it's this, like that old aesthetic, it still works like on the iPhone and shit, like all the links. It looks pretty dope. Dope. Like I like that old aesthetic sometimes. Like the, you, you see like the. I don't know. I just something about it. <laughs> I kind of like it too. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I'm, I'm kind of miss. Like I was, I was resistant to the idea of updating my website. I was like, no, it looks. I know it's it looks like it's from the '90s, but it looks. I like it. <laughs> you could just like add a couple of things just to make it a little bit more jazzier, and then like update your portfolio as far as animation. But then other than that, you could keep it like that. I don't see a problem. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 
<laughs> Word. So, um, I want to, damn, so you moved around a lot, so can you break it down? Like, some of the different parts of the country you lived in, how was it? Yeah, I mean, well, I lived in Los Angeles for like, well, okay, a suburb of Los Angeles for 12 years. Okay, wow, so you were there for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that was my my entire 20s from like age 18. Was it a lot of partying going on? There was some partying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, I get it. So then after California, you moved straight to Texas. Oh, that was after you broke up with your ex. Yeah. Yeah, and then you moved to Texas. So Texas, how how was it? Okay, so we had a a five-month layover in Missouri. (laughs) Okay. How was that? Uh, uh, It wasn't for me. It was misery? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No offense to Missourians. No offense Um, to anybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, the, the plan was to move to Austin, Texas. Um, I knew a lot about the city already, and I, I basically, I really wanted a way out of California. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, I don't want to spend, I don't want to get old in California and Los Angeles. Yeah, but um, I'm surprised you didn't get into any. Well, you, you were already moving away from it, but I'm surprised you didn't animation work out there. I could have. So, like, right when I moved, around when I was thirty, um. I was in the. Sh- I was kind of shortlisted to work on South Park, mm. so I was. I was basically trying to leave the game industry and get back into TV. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, this this could be awesome. Um, but it was be- it was down between me and one other person, and they got it, not me. Okay. And I'm like, all oh, right. Yeah. So I, basically, I was like, you know what? Like, I I don't want to spend my whole life building other people's dreams. Um, now working on South Park is brutal. Like, I, I had a friend that was working on it, and it's full on. Like, you have to be on call. You have to raise your hand if you want to use the restroom. <laughs> to leave the room, basically. Yes, yes. It, yeah. It's like um, a really intense, because they, they produce everything the same week as they as it airs. Mm-hmm. So they would, anyway, basically, like, you don't get a lot of sleep, and your health, like, takes a big hit. Okay, yeah, damn, that sucks. How was, like, the process trying to work there? Like, you had to present your work you have to be on call <laughs> and on you know at your desk like 24 7 basically no i was saying in the, the the application process how was it oh the application process was was kind of strange <laughs> um so they they try to rattle you they're like we don't want people that are easily offended mm. so they're like all right like what we're gonna do is we're gonna like say really offensive ethnic jokes jokes to you Okay, and they just got to gauge your reaction. Right, but the thing was, this is what was funny, is like, so it was between me and this other woman, mm-hmm. and they got us mixed up. So so they were giving me all the ethnic jokes aimed at her, and all and giving her the ethnic jokes aimed at me. Mm. So I was just like, why are you making all these Irish jokes, dude? I'm, I'm not Irish. And then they were like, oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're, you are a redhead, though, right? I am, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah understandable why they get it mixed up, but I thought that was, I was just like, I was like, I mean, are you trying to offend me with these Irish jokes? Because, you know, it doesn't really hit. <laughs> That's funny. But it's, it's weird that they would hit you with your ethnic jokes, like, targeted at you. Why would they, I would assume they were trying to, they would say ethnic jokes about, like, just being racist. Not racist, but, like, 
funny jokes about different types of racers. You get it? Yeah, they. I think that maybe maybe they do that now, but back then, like what what had happened was they had an episode that was really offensive to Mormons, mm. and they had a guy quit. Like like one of the main um, voice actors quit because he was Mormon. He felt really offended. Oh shit! Yeah. So so basically, yeah. Like they were like, okay, like from now on, there's a new rule. Um, we're gonna try to offend people with their own ethnicity because we don't want them quitting in the middle of a thing if we happen to hit that thing. That's 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 crazy. I never knew about that Mormon scandal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fair enough. I mean, it was pretty offensive to Mormons. <laughs> it was. I, I feel like I've seen that episode. It was one of the older ones, though. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, this was back, um, the year two thousand seven ish. Yeah, definitely. Heavy on South Park around that time. <laughs> yeah. Good. But um, wow, that's crazy. So, so what do you do? As far as I don't know if you want to get into like, what were you just working regular jobs for a while? Um, no, honestly, I was working in video games, and then when I moved to Texas, I was still doing that. It was just all freelance from home. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, like actually, um, I worked on Batman: The Brave and the Bold. Nice. Um, for like seven months from home, like in my pajamas, basically. <laughs> nice yeah um and then after that i worked on like an indie game for two years where i was like one of the main artists um it was fun honestly these gigs were great while they lasted like um you know it was a steady paycheck and i could work from home i could make my own hours i was the art director on on that one Mm, so there was nobody like looking over my shoulder and telling me what to do nice hell yeah yeah so um wow that's a lot so yeah. and after that so after that the industry dried up basically what were you, you just got straight into like your novel work what were you doing for a living though yeah i mean well now like yeah i'm working as a video editor at this company that trades stocks and oh yes yes yeah. i forgot about that doing yeah. freelance with that okay that's dope yeah. i'm not freelance no i'm full-time with them okay yeah yeah, yeah. nice yeah Wow. So, um, would you say like all your everything you've done in the past is still applicable in the with the the job that you're doing currently? Like the animation work, every like the softwares are basically the same. Um, it helped. Yeah, like like some of it, some of it translates, but honestly, not a whole, there's not a whole lot that translates. So there were more those new skills you had to learn. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't say that in particular i mean here's here's the thing is like i'm pretty tech savvy and to work in video games you kind of have to be Mm -hmm. um and to be honest like learning 3d software like 3d studio max that is a huge learning curve like that stuff is not easy to learn and is do you still use that now i do yeah no i don't use it for my work i use it for my husband's game Mm, okay okay yeah but um but that kind of software like Basically, learning the Adobe Creative Suite is a breeze. After that, okay, yeah, it's but, so yeah. But what out? What up? Sorry, what I was trying to get at to is like, is it other stuff that you learned before? Is it outdated now, or is no. it still applicable in some spaces? Um, if you're talking about like like sprite animation and 3D animation, um, not a whole lot has changed in that industry. Mm. 
it is okay. still yeah like the principles are still the same uh the newest versions of 3d max they've added a bunch of like useless bells and whistles that nobody wants mm-hmm. but the core stuff is still the same okay because yeah. so nowadays what you just that just you just create games like uh like ipod games or ipad games or whatever right like iphone games and shit um I mean, I'm not doing that, but I, I did for a little while as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm trying to say like that's what that's applicable to that. Um, mm, not really. I mean, 3D animation, not really, but sprite animation, flash animation, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to gauge like where, like where, where would that? Where can you still like what industry still use that? Because it seems a, a little outdated. Because now everything's like 3D, like hyper 3D or like a I don't know. It's hard to explain. I don't know. Because, like, look at Stardew Valley. Like, that's all sprite animation. So Sorry, what? Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. What is that? Is that, a, like, a a company or is that a show? No, that, that's a game. Um, oh, it's, okay. It's a really popular MMO game that, I mean, it really took off. You know, and then and then, like, another example, like, Minecraft, right? Okay, so Minecraft is that, too? That is low poly 3D animation. Okay, perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right, I get it. it okay, because the square pixelated. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I get it. My bad. I mean, yeah. So, because I'm just trying to see like what popular games are out there that still use this or like animation in general. Like, who still uses this? I mean, they all do. Like, like here's the thing. Like, even the really beautiful like high high poly 3d graphic games like Mm -hmm. it's all the same principles like you still have to rig the character you still have to yeah animate it these things are all the same yeah because yeah i saw that well one of the videos when i was going through your website i saw you giving examples of how to rig a character's wings or something like that and i remember like when i was watching like looking up in animation it's basically the same thing it's just newer softwares or like a different software and they're doing the same things yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well so there's some new software that's kind of starting to take over um and one of them is blender yes that's the one that i wanted to say earlier you do the run on blender and then you put it into unreal engine yes yeah well the reason blender the reason it's taking off is because it's free Mm -hmm. it's freeware um and so Autodesk owns a monopoly on 3D Studio Max and Maya, which are the other two big 3D packages. So you've got a monopoly, right? So they can charge ridiculous amounts, which they do. Um, so Blender is like, hey, we're free. Well, guess what? Now everybody in the world wants to use Blender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So Blender is, is hugely popular, but it's also it also tends to be amateur artists using it because yeah. Yeah, it's not what schools are using, it's not what the big companies are using like Pixar. Mm. Yeah. But but I see that there's still room for like cuz you can do something polished cuz it but it's just like it's basically just it's the entry level, but you could do something great with it, but it's just like for the majority of people are just doing what just doing whatever they can do with it, right? Yeah, I mean, it, there really is a steep learning curve for three D graphics. So mm-hmm. Blender, I'm sure, is is fully capable of all of it. It's just that the learning curve, like you've ha- you have to be using it for years and years to 
get good at you know all of it yeah i get it yeah no yeah i understand well um so so do you still do like uh i saw like on your old website you would do like do you still do like character designs for people and stuff like that i know no <laughs> nah you don't no. know any, you wouldn't take any submissions no no <laughs> honestly i would if i was freelancing but like i've got a full-time job and i'm trying to write novels so yeah i get it it's a lot <laughs> yeah so, um, any other stories you want to share with the public or anything? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> hmm. Well, what, what what are you up to recent in recent times? Like you're, you're working on the book and everything, but how's like how's everything for you? Yeah, I mean, right now I'm super focused on trying to give it a good launch because it's the first book in the epic series. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, on the side, I'm also writing a new series. <laughs> yeah. When I have time. Yeah. And what are the stresses right now that you're going through with that? Like, like, try, are there some deadlines that you're, you're working on, like meeting and like, shit like that? Yeah, there's some of that. Um, with the publisher, they have a copy editors for the for all of the books, so like. I have to approve those when they show up mm. and there's all, you know, just like, like a lot of things like approving the cover art, um, things like that, which I'm happy to do. I mean, Oh, well, so you're not even, wow. You're not even designing the cover art yourself. No, no, I'm no. not like a cover artist. Yeah. Why? I want you, I thought you were going to design it yourself. No, I haven't been, I honestly, I'm out of practice. I haven't drawn anything seriously nah. in like five years <laughs> so what what make you fall what made you fall out fall out of love with drawing like what happened it's too many i mean it, it's hard to do that and also be a, a novelist mm. it's just like too many artistic interests and not enough time i get it so yeah. not even in your free time you haven't been doodling or anything like the last thing you did was create the the artist for um like your character designs for the novel yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of hate that I have to pick and choose where to put my time. I wish mm-hmm. that I was just full-time writer or full-time artist. Um, but yeah, I have to choose. I get it. You're your time going to be consumed with so much. Then you got regular life and your other job and all this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it could be worse. Like, you know, I, I know a lot of writers that have kids. Mm-hmm like young kids and i'm like how do you even function yeah, yeah i get it <laughs> even doing the podcast like i have a son like it gets it gets tricky yeah yeah so um let the people know everything where, where they can find you again and um your uh, upcoming projects the book is so the book is gonna be it's currently available where well, okay, it's going to be f- available for free for like two or three more days. Yeah, um, it's not even going to be available by the time I drop this. <laughs> right, right, right. But it, but seriously, in a month, um, honestly, even before a month, like mid-October, or sorry, mid-August. Um, yeah, mid-August, it'll be up for pre-order on Audible and Amazon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Majority by Abby Goldsmith, it will be there. And then in September is when it's available for sale nice yeah 
And that's just gonna be the first the first one out of the series. What was it called again? My bad, sorry. It, my... Yeah. Majority. Majority. Yep. Yes, and the ebook will be four ninety nine, so it's not hugely expensive. Nice. Yeah. So have you approved the cover art? Have you have you had a copy in hand? Yeah, it's on my website. Um yeah, oh, I approved it. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw it. I saw the I saw that's I like that polished. But have you seen like a book in hand though? Like is it gonna be a hard cover? Paperback. Paper it's paper a paperback. I'm gonna apologize in advance for how big it is. Um, it's big. Is but it that's big, big. like uh like paper like a page wise or is it size wise? Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's, it's the first and second books of the online version combined. Mm. Um, so I did that for story flow reasons, and I think it works better that way. But it's almost 600 pages. Yeah. Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I held it in my hand. I was like, "All right, that's that's a thick one." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and it's just there's no illustrations or any dig in it. No. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. If you want to see illustrations, come to my website. Yeah, you got it. I saw that's a whole bunch of stuff on there. And you're gonna so you're gonna create uh, merchandise soon and all that. Oh, uh, sorry. You're gonna create your merchandise, like are you already have like uh, shirts and everything lined up? Like, you're gonna have like little little toys or anything? You know? I definitely want to. Um, yeah, like stickers and t-shirts and mugs. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna set up some kind of outlet for that, but I have not done that yet. Nice. And how's the Discord? The Discord is pumped. You need to send me the link. I'm gonna join that Discord, man. Oh yeah. Um. You want me to send that to you? Oh yeah. Once we're done, I need you to send me everything. Like, well, I, I got the Abby Goldsmith.com. <laughs> Pretty much, you can find everything else there. But like, send me the Discord. Anything else? If you don't want the Discord in the description, you don't have to. Just let me know. And um, yeah. I mean, whatever else you want to share, that the people find. Yeah. I mean, I, this is really it. Like, I it would. I mean, please read majority. I should probably give you a little blurb of the book <laughs> oh yes we don't have to end it right now i think you're gone okay go yeah yeah i mean just just real briefly i guess um no you go ahead we have all the time well i do at least <laughs> okay yeah yeah um so the torth they're galactic rulers they are all mentally connected like the borg with personalities and they are slave owners they voted to own slaves and reject their own emotions so the main characters um, are an eclectic group from Earth and from several alien planets. Some of them are slaves, some of them are not. Um, one of them is a rebel, rebel Torth. And they are, they basically are trying to overthrow and conquer the Torth Empire. Mm. Yeah. So who are the slaves though? Are they, is everybody, like, is it like one type of person a slave or is it like, just like the lower classes are slaves. Or like, who gets enslaved? Anyone who's not a Torth is a slave. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the the Torth are um, they're they're terrible people. Oh shit. Yeah. Goddamn Torth. Who's our knight in shining armor? Okay, so the knight in shining armor is Thomas. There's actually two. I have dual protagonists, but um, Thomas is the brain behind all of it. He has a mutation where he soaks up information um, telepathically. So the Torth have that ability. 
However, Thomas has a flawless memory, so he doesn't forget anything. Mm. Um, Details and everything, like how to get into buildings, whatever he needs. Everything. Get the job done. Okay. All of it, yeah. yeah. So he soaks up lifetimes. Like, if he's just sitting near you, he can soak up your lifetime in like eight minutes. Mm. We're just talking to you? We're just being around you? Just being near you. Um, he, he can soak up your talents, all of it. Damn, that's a strong power to have. <laughs> yeah, so... So he's dangerous as, as hell. Um, the Torth have their own that are like that, mm-hmm. but they're all Torth. So, um, you know, they're constrained by Torth laws. What happens if, oh, okay, now we're getting technical. So what happens if he runs into another life sucker? Oh, what's, it, what's that power called? Huh? I, <laughs> what's it called? Life sucker. No. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll admit it's a kind of stupid name, but super geniuses. Super geniuses? Okay, yep. so he, if he encounters another super genius that has the same power, is it just a case of who's stronger in the secret genius, super genius force to overpower um, the other? Okay, so soaking up the, the lifetimes of a super genius is going to take longer than eight minutes. It would probably take a few years. Mm, well, because you're also soaking up the lifetimes of other people. He's Right, exactly. Like, like yeah, if you... So his nemesis among the Torah has soaked up over a million lifetimes. Okay. Um, so she's like, you know, she knows a lot more than he does. Um, he's soaked up something like 480,000. Mm. So he's, you know, and most of them are humans, which are kind of stupid. Kind of reminds me of that movie, Everything Everywhere at the Same Time. Is like, does he like access it? Like, oh, let me, I need uh, John from Planet Nebula. Let me get his info real quick. Oh, <laughs> so I could do this Kung Fu move or some shit. All right. Well, that's how a Torth, like a Torth super genius would be, because they can okay. access any mind at any time. Okay. Um, who's a Torth. So they're all, the Torth are all networked together mentally. Mm, so it's like a hive, a hive mind. Right. And yes, the Torth Empire knows almost everything. I mean, mm, they, scary. Yes, exactly. Like, that's why they're so hard to defeat. Um, they're extremely well coordinated and they know everything. So slaves can't keep secrets from Torth very easily, like because mm, then they just they'll just bring a super mind in, right? I mean, that's super just, genius. It doesn't even have to be a super genius; just a normal Torth. Oh, because um, he has access to that other super genius's mind because of high mentality. Um. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Like any Torth can call down an army at any time. Mm. So, oh wait. So with the with the high mentality, so do they even have super geniuses? Because since it, it's the information just available to all of them at all times, do some have information that isn't available to others? No, all all Torths share knowledge with mm. each other. Okay. So yeah, so exactly like like if a Torth needs to calculate some really crazy scientific thing, yeah, they'll just access you know some scientist who specializes in it, who's a Torth, and boom, they know it now. Okay, that's interesting. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's that's the big enemy. Thomas is a rebel Torth. He goes renegade. Mm. Um, so he was he was raised on Earth, in in the Earth Savage Wilderness planet, <laughs> which the Torth consider Earth to be like a gorilla preserve kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So is Thomas the the main like Prince Charming looking night guy? The what? The the Prince Charming looking night guy. Sorry. Oh no, he is not. He's the guy in the hover chair. Okay, sorry. I gotta, I gotta try to find the pictures. Yeah. The, so the Prince Charming Knight-looking guy is the other, the other protagonist. Okay. 
Uh, he's um, is he from the slaves? Is there any slaves that gain any power? To fight yeah, back? He, he is an enslaved. He's a gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um, or he in book one he's a gladiator. Um, so yeah, he he cannot read minds. He is not a Torth. He doesn't have access to any Torth knowledge. He is mostly human, although he's got other stuff in him. <laughs> and he has so the Torth have their superpowers, which they have outlawed, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, because they don't want anyone competing with the Torth Empire. Okay. So, yeah, so they have the Torth have certain superpowers, but the whole premise of their society is everyone is born equal. Everyone is equal. Mm-hmm. So anyone with superpowers has they have to have it chemically suppressed, or they get killed. Okay, so whoever has superpowers has to go into hiding or something, or try to keep it away from the 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 super geniuses so they don't get minded or whatever. Well, okay, so the super geniuses themselves are, they have to abide by laws. Um, the super geniuses die young. None of them live to adulthood. Oh, shit. Yeah, but that, that's by law. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, so be, because the whole thing is, like, an adult super genius could very easily take over the galaxy. Like, you know, it would be too easy for them to just use everyone as a minion and become, like, the ruler of all things. Mm-hmm. So you just don't want somebody with that kind of knowledge and that kind of brain power having, you know, ultimate power. You just don't want them getting too powerful. Mm-hmm. So the Torth, are, the Torth super geniuses are not allowed to live to adulthood. They're not allowed to research um, faster than light travel. They can't research robotics. They can't research artificial intelligence. Um, they can't cure their own diseases. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of rules that they have to abide by, basically. No, I get it. But, but yeah, Thomas is outside of that system as soon as he goes renegade. So so yeah. Thomas, is, Thomas is that little the kid with the yellow? Yep, yellow eyes. He was given those by the Torf. Mm. Yep. And uh, so the Torfs are the hovers? Because so, who's this other, the guy in the blue? Um... Oh, the other one in the other other that's his nemesis, um, super genius in the Torth Empire. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, yeah. No, there's two of there's um there's a lot of super genius characters, but that's his main nemesis. So she was his mentor in book one. That's a female? That's a female. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm so many now. Okay, I see. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So okay. Okay, I see the Thomas's yellow eyes. All right, no. And this this is like an Indian character. Um. Yeah. Yeah. She's like part Native American, part like Latino. And okay. Nice. So oh, yeah. Oh, I thought she was like uh, Indian, like uh, from India. That's right. Oh. Okay. So that's actually her dress. Her her. So she's wearing an Alishani outfit. The Alishani are a whole different bunch of people. Mm. That anyway. But yeah. Um. Is, is that like from the from like your book? canon or is that like actual shit in real no life? no it's not real it's from my book canon oh, okay 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 yeah <laughs> make all the stuff up yeah nice so so in the world is it like a mixed race of everybody because they're just different planets so this is is this earth planet or is this is it called something else um i mean you mean in the, in the picture well like uh where are these people from like are they from different planets they're from different planets yeah i mean the, some of the main cast are from Earth. Like, Sharice, the, the one that looks kind of Indian, she's from Earth. Okay. Um, so there is Earth in this universe. 
Yes, Earth exists, but it's considered a backwater kind of nature preserve. Okay. So this is like in a futuristic... Uh, somewhere... Cause what's the year? Is it is it like a Earth year or, or what it's, is going it's, on? Yeah, it's current time. Um, It's current time on Earth. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so Earth doesn't know about the rest of the universe. The Torth uh, cloaking technology, and they have been keeping Earth in the, in the dark, basically. So a select few of Earthlings. No. Yeah. So, like, because the Torth and the and humans are are um distantly related, mm-hmm. so they're from. The, so the Torth consider humans to be like, hey, you know, it's sort of like like gorillas, mm-hmm. like like um, you know, if we ever need like organ donors, or if we ever want to like enslave the human population, they're right for enslaving. There they are. But they don't enslave Earthlings. They enslave other planets. Yeah, they've they've conquered a lot of other planets, a lot of other civilizations. Okay. Um, Earth, they consider to be too backwards and too um, technologically low. It's, it's not even worth it in their eyes. It's not worth it, and yeah, ex- exactly. It's not worth it, and the humans are related to them, so they have like some vestigial, like, well, maybe we should preserve them in their natural habitat. Hmm, nice. I like these character designs, though. They're dope. Thanks. It's a shame that you don't have time to do other stuff. I would love to have a character drawn. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good. But um, yes. Wow. So this is a lot. So tell me about uh that short fiction across the eon. The... Oh well, across an eon. Uh, yeah, across an eon. Oh yeah, I mean that's just a short story. Um, I had it published in an anthology a while ago. Okay. And I think it's yeah, I still have it available for free on Wattpad. So that that's in my short stories on Wattpad under under the name Abby Babble. So you publish other works that isn't related to the Thoth series and with Torth right. series. Yeah, I've had some short stories published that are not Torth related. Yeah. Yes. And I'll have other novels published that are not Torth related. Um mm. But the Torth series is definitely like my magnum opus. That's the one that I've spent the most time on for sure by a long shot. So what was this series? I'm seeing something else. How to stock your magical fighting toolkit. Yeah. See, that's all short stuff. That's um, just an article I wrote for Fantasy Magazine. Okay, nice. So you stay busy. Yes. Yes. I'm always busy. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, so any other? Um, so who's the main character in your profile at on Abby Goldsmith? I mean, uh, like on Reddit, who's that? That orange thing with the hair. Oh my gosh, I'm surprised you noticed that. Yeah, okay, that was actually uh, a book I I wrote way back, like before the Torth, um, when I was in college. Mm, okay. Um, another alien kind of thing, and it, it takes place in in the Torth universe, but like twenty four thousand years before the Torth Empire. Oh, so this is the predecessor of the Torth. Yes, yeah, that that's just an alien from a different empire that their empire got obliterated by the time the Torth show up. Mm, so, am I, are we dropping ancient Torth jewels right here, like some of the fan lore that are familiar with? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <we are. laughs> okay, it's a Jodanek. That's a Jodanek. A Jodanek. Yep. Okay. Okay. Nice. 
<laughs> That's dope, though. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm fucking with it. I fuck with, I fuck with the whole universe. Because initially, I thought that was the universe. But then, like, I saw, like, the other characters. And I'm like, well, it's a little different now. And I didn't even see, like, any of the orange people. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, those Nusians, they are, um, there's a lot of them. They've been enslaved by the Torth. They weigh a ton, and they're they're dangerous. Hmm. They have thorns, so <laughs> like porcupines. Um, yeah, like they have retractable thorns that pop out when they're angry. Mm. So um, are, they, are they completely obliterated, or are they still existent? No, they have been enslaved. They exist um, in the Torth universe, and the Torth have them mostly using them as bodyguards mm. and as slave guards. Yeah. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah. Yeah, but that they're sucks. friendly. I mean, they're they're nice people. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think of all this? <laughs> I I spent every day thinking about it for twenty years. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it really like that? Like, was it the build up that long? Yes, I'm Man. embarrassed to admit that, but yes. I mean, no, it's not. It's not embarrassing. I mean, it takes time, and this is like, it's amazing. I really like it. Like, I'm definitely gonna check everything out. Thanks. <laughs> there was another author I had on. I think her name is Natalie Hebert. She had like a similar universe, but it it was more so. I, I see a lot of this. This is a lot of enslaving better than. It's like a common theme in like, these sci-fi novel books. Yeah, well, you've got to have, like, an enemy that's hard yeah. to beat in high stakes. Yeah. But honestly, though, like, like I've been noticing that there's a move away from that in, mm. um, in a lot of, like, lit RPG, like, game literature. It's a lot more happy and lighthearted, and there's not... The bad guys tend to not be so... Uh, ironically, like, the music industry is even moving away from that, too. It's funny. Everyone just... Every, I feel like it's, like, after COVID, people didn't want uh too much drama they just want happy they want to feel good yeah exactly exactly like yeah so i have a bunch of like kind of younger readers on royal road and a lot of them were just like this is so dark i can't believe it like like is your like can't your your good guy have any wins like why is Mm. why are the bad guys so powerful that's ridiculous you know i'm like oh i I didn't like it's too op like are they op like damn is there no leeway or is it it's getting there they are OP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no way around that. Yep. Okay. So, um, have you like already mapped out like the end of the series in your mind, or what? Is this the series, it's all written. All yeah. Written. Oh, so it's already written. You're just like fine tuning it and releasing yeah. it as you go. Yeah. I mean, I I'm doing some edits on book seven, the final book, um, as I post it on Wattpad. So how long did it take for you to write this? You said twenty years, but realistically, how long did it take? When did you start? Yeah. Well, let me let me just qualify that and say, like, I rewrote book one like eight hundred times. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So what even, even before like this recent book one, or you mean this book one? This book one. Okay. Yeah, that's embarrassing to admit for sure, but like. No, I mean that's part of the process. You hear that all the time with authors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, part of it was that I was really bending over backwards trying to please the big five traditional publishing machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept getting feedback from agents and stuff who hadn't read the book that would say things like, well, your main character's too young for you know this type of fiction and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no. 
So, you oh. know, I'd try to age him up and then I realized it wasn't working. And then I, like, I would do all kinds of things, like struggling to please people who hadn't actually read it. That sucks. Yeah. Like, it's so, not even honest feedback. They're just, they're just telling you industry bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm not ever going to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If people, honestly, like, you can't please everybody as a writer. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be somebody that's like, oh, I hate it when a character is 12. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or I hate, I hate like o- really overpowered villains. Like I hate that so much. Okay. Well, then it's not for you. But the twelve-year-old character is always the best. Like, especially like introducing the series because it's like, let's say this goes to like the big screen. You get it? It always on TV. It becomes a series. It's like that gives you enough time to juice it. Like, you have that character from. 12 until they're 21 or whatever or even longer you get it and then it can still play a younger age if db well okay but here's the thing is thomas has the mind of somebody who has soaked up four hundred and eighty thousand like lifetimes mm-hmm. so is he really a kid <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't act like one um so that that's what i find so funny about him because it's like you know, on the one hand, you have like this innocent looking child who seems really vulnerable, but he is basically like the mastermind behind everyone. Yeah. Um, I've always found that to be really funny, like having like contrast like that. Um, and later in the series as an old man, you can see him in the lineup, um, Garrett. And Garrett acts like a 13 year old. Wait, so wait, Thomas becomes Garrett? No, Garrett is a different character. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I but um but yeah, like Garrett, like you know, he's the one you would expect to act like a crotchety old man. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the one who's pretty immature. Okay. So his his like whole his whole thing is he's just he acts like kind of an idiot. That's look, he's really he's overpowered. Um, <laughs> but he he will do things that like you would expect from like a thirteen year old. <laughs> Very childish. And who's that? Yeah. Who's the yeah. white haired lady next to him? Oh, that's Janishta. Um, yeah, so she's a cave, a cave albino. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she's a warrior. She's got powers, but she's very no nonsense. She has no sense of humor at all. Is the robotic arm lady based on you? (laughs) A little bit. They're, I mean, they're all based on me to some degree. Yeah, but she is. She's basically the love interest for Ariok, who's the big guy. Mm, um, okay. and she's uh she she powers up she levels up in the series but um she's just a human okay is yeah. she from earth she's from earth yeah nice nice so what's that big orange guy he is wepto liso and he's a nusian oh uh, so, okay yeah yeah but so, so wait is that the one that has the retractable spines yes so this is a this is a uh this design is like basically an evolved design from the original design, which is that lady there in your main picture. The orange. No, no. Um, no, that's a totally different alien. Totally oh, okay. Different. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought the illusion, isn't the illusions the one they use as bodyguards? An illusion, sorry. Illusion, yeah. Yeah, yep, he's a bodyguard. I mean, you can see he's really big. He's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so what is... I'm confused now. So what's the lady in your, in your icon? I'll, I'll read it. Or the... 
like the red spiky lady. I thought that was an illusion. No, that guy's got a furry mane. That's mm. a I mean, on Reddit, it's it's that's a Jodenek. A Jodenek. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, I've got a lot of aliens. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a lot of aliens to keep up with. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Even in there, they're like illusion. Yeah, well, the ummins are the best, I think. Those are the little gray guys. Like that lady with the art purple? Or that yes. Okay. That's Ketza. She's one of the main characters. Um, yeah, I mean, ummins, they're small. They're very meek. They're very timid. I can um, see them as a little plush toy. Yeah. yeah. They've got beaks. Um, and they're really smart, honestly. So, you know, those are your scientists right there. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so, um... I wanted to sorry touch back a little bit. Uh, can you tell me about how, your time at Caltech? Like, how was it partying? How was it like? You mean Cal Arts? And Cal Arts, <laughs> sorry, not Caltech. Sorry, I forgot. Everyone calls it Caltech. Yes, it's definitely not Caltech. Yes, because you had to, it wasn't. It's that's not in your area, right? You had to move away. Yeah, yeah, that was big culture shock. Okay, so so you were more from New Hampshire to where? To, yeah, to northern LA, um, mm. right above uh, Simi Valley. Okay, so it, it's it's like kind of, it's it's along the five Valencia Santa Clara Valley. It's where Six Flags Magic Mountain is. Mm -hmm. So how well how was like the was it culture? Because you said it was like a mix of like kind of like, uh, like a trade school, but also like a college. So was it like? still like regular college activities like parties and all that or what uh it, it's pretty far from being any kind of normal college like so cal arts was founded by disney and they have like a bunch of different art programs like they have theater dance fine arts and animation mm. and music um and each of those schools has like a different vibe and a different thing going on like so for instance, like the theater program, the acting program there, mm -hmm. even though they've had some major actors come out of there, it's not considered one of the best acting schools in LA. It's like ranked like number 17 or something. Okay. I now I believe, I think that's why I've heard the name Carl Arts, like with actors maybe. Yeah. There's some big name actors like Don Cheadle has come mm. out of there. Um, mm -hmm. So like, yeah, so there are like, Anyway, but but I guess what I'm saying is it's not like considered number one. Mm -hmm. um, whereas for animation, it is considered number one. So the people that get into the animation school there are dead serious. <laughs> like they are, they want to work for Disney or Pixar, and they're not going to let anyone get in their way. And yeah. it's it's pretty cutthroat, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, so it's not the the partying atmosphere that's mostly in like I would say the dance and the fine arts departments. <laughs> Mm, okay everybody else is pretty much on their shit yeah yeah the, the animation department in particular i mean yeah these are people that come from all over the world because they want to work for disney or pixar yeah okay <laughs> so what, what were you guys getting into though just like regular drinking like there were parties here and there but nothing serious like no party culture that you guys probably got like through like a potluck or something but not <laughs> <laughs> But it's not... definitely not like there's no fraternities or sororities okay there's no sports <laughs> no no all damn yeah yeah okay. so none of that like um cowards does have like a crazy halloween party every year 
Okay. That, that, <laughs> that, look, that seems like it could be pretty interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like, people go all out making crazy costumes. Any any cool classes you created in those years? No, I really didn't. Nah, you didn't partake? No, I would just go. But, um, but yeah, like, during that party, like, you'd have people that were just wearing paint and nothing else. Um, you'd get, like, <laughs> what's that? No, yeah. For like, sure. yeah, you'd get, like, some weird costumes. Um, everything, everything is completely uncensored. There's no oversight. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, interesting. Speaking of that, the animation, um, they have this show, end of year show, where the animators show off their work every year. Um, again, it's not censored. There is no, um, it can be rated X. It can be anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, what was like your um, your final project? Uh, yeah, I, I made a student film every year. That that was what you did. Um, and yeah, my my final student film was called Eat Your Brains. <laughs> and yeah, it was an alien goes um, on a date. Two aliens are on a date. And they're eating human brains, and what one of the aliens is secretly a human sympathizer. And his girlfriend really doesn't like that. And he ends up getting, um, like, he tries to escape the authorities. He goes to Earth. And then uh, he ends up getting his own brain served at the same restaurant. His girlfriend ends up eating his brains completely unaware of it. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's what the one that I saw was, um, I saw one that was like a sketch kind of animation. It was like a girl in the, in the mirror. Mm. Yeah, and it was like she was cleaning herself and then like the image turned to it was like a different creature on the other side. Something like that. It was weird. It was weird. <laughs> was that mine or someone else's? No, I believe that was yours. I saw yeah. it in one of your links. Okay, like, yeah. Oh. That that was the, my junior year film. Um it was called like Liz and Beth. And yes, Liz and Beth, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. It's it's a nerdy girl. She's like, you know, she's kinda like grooming herself in the mirror and then the mirror turns into cheerleaders. Um, mm-hmm. her, her reflection turns into cheerleaders. A cheerleader. So, so, yeah. so is that Beth? Or is it? I mean, it could be. It's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like I always thought, like Liz and Beth were kind of like cheerleader kind of names. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So she's like this nerdy girl, and she's like trying to um, come to terms with her reflection or what, whatever, and then her reflection turns into like hey you know i'm a cheerleader and they just kind of mob her and turn yeah. like one of them yeah but it was it like is that like an alter ego thing or that was that never storyline never really fleshed out for you um i storyboarded it yeah like i, I thought it was a fun short story okay. no like i mean like what was like the message on that it was like that her alter ego liz and beth um, it's like it's kind of like showing peer pressure, or like like what it takes to be popular, or, mm-hmm. or to like. No, yeah, I, I definitely got that aspect. I just want to figure out like who was who. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I was thinking all the the cheerleaders are. It's like it's like you want to be like Liz and like Beth. Mm, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. No, that's dope. That's very creative, man. You, you did a lot of cool things here, life. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Word. So, um, any last word that you want to let everybody know? Any 
well, everything's going to be on abbygoldsmith.com. That's where all the updates are posted, right? Yes, yes. And by the time this comes out, if it's mid-August or something, um, yeah, look for majority. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll update the link if anything. You could just send it to me through, through whoever. Uh, so are you on social media or anything like that? The, is there anywhere? Or was yeah. it just Abby Goldsmith? Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter at Abbeyland. And I'm on Facebook at slash the Torth. Or I just, you can just look up Abby Goldsmith. I've got a page. Okay, nice. That's yeah. what's up. So, uh, okay, nice. it's been a nice talk. And I really dig your story. A lot Thanks. of cool things, like I said. <laughs> like, all the game shit, you, you downplayed it. I'm like, yo, bro, you got to work on all this. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you're like, you never know. Like, some of these games, niche games, like, that may have been, like, the only game that that one kid played. And it was like, you got to work on that. You were part instrumental. And, and, like, you were a core memory in that person's life almost. Well, not really, but, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, yeah, I'll say, okay, some of those games like game boy advance games they're small teams i mean um the game industry is kind of weird and horrible in a lot of ways but like at the end of the day it's probably like mm, like maybe 10 programmers at the very most yeah. and maybe like 10 artists at the very most working on those so you don't see yourself um getting back into art anytime soon no no <laughs> no i mean honestly like it's hard it's hard to be an artist it's hard to be an author um it, it's insanity to try to do both i think well, so what were like the rates when you were like charging people to like what were you doing for people like would you design characters for someone or what like yeah yeah i mean i probably would have charged like a hundred dollars for a character design um and i i illustrated some children's books nice and, yeah, not like in self-published children's books, not anything by Disney. No, I mean it doesn't matter. Any any big name ones? No, <laughs> no. It it was all like like indie authors that I knew type of thing. Nice. Um, yeah, and it would be like usually a few, maybe five or six or maybe eight hundred dollars for like one of these books for me. Um, and yeah, like like working as an animator, I was probably getting twenty five dollars an hour. Hmm. Um, I mean, the industry probably definitely changed way different now. Yeah. It's changed, but it's it's still you still scrounge as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you still like you're you're still familiar with all your friends and all that, right? No, sorry, what's up? Like, um, you still keep in contact with people? Sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. So, okay, like, like yes, I do have friends that are earning a living as like a director on BBC and Butthead and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um. But yeah, even like even like the main director on Beavis and Butthead is earning like maybe a hundred thousand a year in LA. Mm. Doesn't stretch that far. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Or, or like um is like the writing I saw like the unions are like protesting or anything. Is that affecting the industry also right now? Are you familiar with any of that? Yeah, a little bit. Um yeah, I have a brother in law who's a screenwriter. So, I mean, yes, like, it's it's at a standstill, but to be honest, like, only the big name writers make a ton of money as screenwriters to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of these people have different jobs on the side. That's how you have to do it. 
Do you do you still receive like any residual income from any, anything? No. No. Everything was kind of just like pay. Yeah, and that that's really how it is for most of like the TV and game industries. Um I even with films, I mean I mean, I think you do get some residuals if you were like one of the main actors or something. Mm-hmm. But, but um, yeah, I mean that's a lot of the facts now. Like I saw there was a couple of videos going viral. Like the one guy was showing a check for like a, a pretty popular show. I forgot what it was, but it was like one of those doctor shows, and it was like his check was like uh like forty five dollars or some shit like that. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I was there for like, I I was there for every every episode, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Like I one of the guys I worked with at, at the game studios, um, he was the token black guy on Punky Brewster. Mm, <laughs> damn. Yeah, which was like a popular kids show in the nineteen nineties. I've seen some of it. I, uh is it was it he it used to give off like racist vibes, or am I thinking of the wrong show? Ah, uh, it's if, so long ago. I was like I was a very young child when I watched it, so I don't remember. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, he would he would tell me that he'd get residuals from that, but it really wasn't enough to live on or anything. It was very small amounts. Damn. Yeah. And, and he stayed away from the industry, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, even even people that are trying their hardest to break in or to stay in the industry, it, it's just brutal. I mean, if you have a lucky break, then yes, you're set. Mm-hmm. But for every lucky break person you see, I mean, there's like, what a hundred thousand that that didn't get the break yeah yeah i mean yeah that's how it goes it's hollywood at the end yeah. of the day right but uh any last so one last time let them know where they can find you and the book is gonna be available soon on amazon yes and it's a whole series so every, books will be coming out every four months nice yeah so yep. and any other series you're working on besides that you i'm said- working on a new one yeah <laughs> and is it uh also sci-fi it's fantasy okay yeah. uh you don't want to spill any beans on that i'll spill some beans why not <laughs> um yeah it's the premise is it's a world where magic requires the blood of innocence mm. and the cost of magic is just going up it's just skyrocketing and nobody knows why and <laughs> so the main character starts inventing a new form of magic from the ground up and kind of uncovers the whole um you know rotten core of the empire yeah yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> interesting yeah <laughs> i mean yo this is very creative i like i applaud you for being out there is it, i was just thinking like it's gonna be hard to title this like what am i titling this author Elish, uh because uh, it's not graphic designer what is it it's author um animator animator yeah abby goldsmith yep <laughs> <laughs> well and just like that it's been a great episode thank you again for stopping by once you get like we're gonna keep in contact and you're gonna let me know when you're dropping more shit so we could hopefully get you on the podcast thanks yeah. a lot yeah thanks for having and me on. thank you i appreciate you for your time yeah, you too. And just like that, it's been a great episode. Oh, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, just uh, I was just saying. Yeah, thanks you for having oh. me. On. Okay, yeah. Well, just like that, it's been a great episode. Make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you follow Abby on all of her links that I'm gonna have in the description. 
and stay in tune for the book series. Follow her on Insta, uh, not Instagram, on Twitter at Abby World, Abby Land. Sorry, was it? Yeah, A B B Y L A N D. Nice. You snagged that that name early. That's a hard one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just like that, it's been a great episode. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.